y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. Today's interview is with Leah Archibald. Leah is the co-host of Making It Work, a podcast that helps working Christians connect with God around their biggest work challenges. And today we're diving in on the topic of calling and purpose within your job, whether that's a traditional nine to five, staying home with the kids or something in between. Leah, hey, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited. We literally had to stop ourselves because we were starting to launch into really good conversation. <laughs> We've always so got like, a wait, lot wait, to wait. <laughs> let's, let's start recording. So I'm super excited about this interview. We were talking before I just started a full-time job after five years of being a work-at-home mom. You and your platform are built on the theology of work. This is a, a podcast dream coming to reality. So I'm super excited. Obviously, to get us started, I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us about what you do. Sure. So my name is Leah Archibald. As you said, I work for the Theology of Work Project. Now, what on earth is that? That's a mouthful. Um, Well, what we do as an organization is we try to help Christians in the workplace connect the Bible to the work that they do every day and um, really connect the Bible to their work struggles. So to that end, I host a podcast. It's called the Making It Work podcast. And uh, what I do there is I talk to Christians in the workplace who have gone through real struggles, real issues, um, real brokenness with God's help and with the Bible's help. And we listen into those stories and say, how does the, how can the scripture apply to my life? And, um, and I super enjoy it for myself because I'm, you know, a crappy Christian, like everyone else, you know, I'm, I'm really broken. I go through brokenness. Um, I've been through a lot of different stages in my work, working for startups, working for unethical organizations, staying home with my kids for seven years, which is the hardest job that I've ever done, you know, and, um, and now back in the workforce. So I've gone through all those struggles myself and I see how hard it is mm-hmm. to be a Christian in any kind of job and to feel, you know, to go into work and feel like God might be there in your actual reality of work it actually feels very challenging. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I super uh, am encouraged when I hear Christians connecting the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. the wisdom of scripture to the work that they do every day. Yes, absolutely. And it's so this is a this is a tangent I didn't I wasn't expecting to chase, but I am obviously that's what we're all about. I'm super uh, vocal on my platform about hustle culture and that idea that you have to work yourself into um, just oblivion to be effective. And a lot of the questions I get is, well, isn't hard work biblical? I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes. A hundred percent, a hundred times over, I think scripture is incredibly clear that being a hard worker and being efficient and using your giftings are all so important and parts of what he created us for. The idea is to do it from a place of rest and a place of trusting him and not a place of like, I'm going to achieve myself into his good graces. And so I love that there are people out there doing that. There are people doing what you're doing and reminding people that hard work is biblical 
it, and yeah. it's it's what God wants for us, whether that's in your home or in an office or somewhere in the middle. But how to do that well and how to find but your so calling. is rest. Yeah, right. so is rest biblical. I mean, you think of there's no proverb that says like the wise worker is a hustler. Yeah. You know, we hear like the wise worker is shrewd. The wise worker is generous. You know, we never hear like the wise worker is like waking up at 2 a.m. being like, how can I, you know, get another dollar? Out yeah. Here? Like, you know, that's not if we think of a biblical example of a wise worker. Or, you know, you might pull up the woman of Proverbs 31 um, and she she does a lot of different things in her work, but there's no sense that she's beating herself over the head, you know, mm. to get to get one thing done. And when I think of a hustle, I think like, oh, you're just so hell bent on making money. You're just so hell bent on that exposure number. Yeah. You know, and, and when you think about a wise worker, you know, in that acrostic poem at the end of the book of Proverbs, she has work in all different areas of her Mm -hmm. life. You know, she's, she's working in the marketplace and making money. She's working on her investments, but she's also caring for a family and she's also caring for herself. She's getting up in the morning to take care of herself. So Mm -hmm. there's, um, and I, I don't want to bring up that verse as a way to like beat women over the head with, you're not doing enough. Cause I know that sometimes that gets used in Christian circle. I I, I don't want to, that's not how you're coming across at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, but, but for both men and women, um, in the marketplace today who are pulled in so many different directions. I think the Bible does have models of work that can be fulfilling and profitable and successful, but also include periods of rest because mm. God is a God that set limits even on himself. You know, right? God can do anything. He's got infinite capacity. And he said, I'm going to work for six days and then I'm going to rest. Yeah. And that's what you guys should do too. You know, yeah. So I'm I'm very grateful that we follow this God who's a God of limits. Right. Because cause on my own, I got none. You know, I have no, I can run way, you know, past, way towards the goal, way too Same. fast, you know, mm-hmm. way past the point that God wants me to stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> We've established the, uh, the heart of what you're doing. How, I mean, in. I'm sure that this is so like multifaceted, but how are you doing that? Like, how are you meeting people in the workplace or wherever they are working and kind of helping them find their calling and and do it the way that God has called them to? So I think Christians in the workplace need resources, right? We can't just wake up and get out of bed and be like, okay, God, I'm with you. I'm for it. Go. You know, I, we need to be filled mm-hmm. with God's wisdom every single day in God's mm-hmm. spirit. So a lot of what we do is at Theology Work Project is provide resources to help Christians connect the wisdom of Scripture you know, um, to their day-to-day, like very practical resources like a Bible devotional. Mm-hmm. You know, I've written a lot of Bible devotionals that you can find on the YouVersion app, which is, you know, our Bible.com. You can yeah. download on onto your phone and there's a little window into scripture every single morning, you know, um, or on your commute. If you ride the bus, you know, we provide the making it work podcast, which is something that you can listen to in your car. We just did an interview with uh, Denise Daniels who wrote a book called working in the presence of God. And she talked about very practical ways to bring God's presence as a liturgy into your day-to-day life. Mm. Like when you turn the key to the door of your office, say a prayer, use that as a reminder to say a prayer that you're inviting God into that space. So yeah, what I do is provide 
resources for Christians in the workplace uh, to focus on the Bible, you know, in short little segments, whether it's like a piece of audio uh, or a little reading to do in the day. Or we also have like long form articles if you want to dive into what is the entire book of Proverbs say about work. You know, we've yeah. got you covered on <laughs> theologyofwork.org. We got that, too. Um, you know, for however much time you have, God can enter into that with his wisdom. So that's the stuff that I uh, try to create because I need it first and foremost. And I should say all our resources are free. They're all free. You know, because I love that God's word so is free. much. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I just recently went back to work like a 40 hour a week full time gig. After, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. After five years of being a work-at-home mom. So I was a freelance graphic designer from home. I love how you said it, work-at-home mom. Yeah. I love how you said that because, you know, I just, and I just want to call it out because I know it's an intentional choice with your words, but so many, you know, people will say, are you a stay-at-home mom? And it's like, what does it mean like staying? Like, where am I staying? Like, there's work wherever I go, you know, and the work, uh, the work of the home is so much more all-encompassing right. than the work of an office, you know. So at any rate, I appreciate. No, that. absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, it was my favorite when people would be like, "Do you, is it like a side hustle?" And I'd be like, <laughs> mm, "It's a full blown. It's a full blown help pay the bills business." But I mean, whatever mm. you want to call it. Um, mm. But yeah. So it's been a really interesting transition going from. You know, I was telling someone the other day, they were like, what's the biggest the biggest difference? And it's it's not being able to answer client emails and then go throw a load of laundry in and mm-hmm. then come back and wrap up a project and make dinner. You know, it's it's a mm-hmm. huge shift in time allotment. But the thing is, and I, did, I don't think I told you this before, I have the unbelievable opportunity that I'm working at a church. Mm-hmm. So... You know, all of the things you're talking about, about feeling God there and finding my calling. I have been super blessed that those things almost come hand in hand with the environment that I'm working in. We're really appreciated by the staff. And like yesterday, the project that I wrapped was putting together a book, like a little booklet that walks people through salvation. Mm. Work doesn't get much better than that. You know what I mean? And so I want to give you the space to talk to the people who aren't having that experience, who do feel like they're drowning at work or they feel hopeless that they're that it's just a place that they have to show up to do their work, to get paid Mm -hmm. or get benefits. What is your message to those people? Well, we have this kind of magical idea about calling today, right? Mm -hmm. We have this idea that you're going to find your one job and it's going to be perfect and it's going to complete you. Your one job, right? Your job is going to be your savior. And that idea is never uh, fleshed out in the Bible. I mean, in the Bible, your primary calling is to follow Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? To follow God. And God certainly called many people uh, throughout the history of scripture to follow him. And then what did they do? Many of them continued to do day-to-day work, whatever work they were in before. They were shepherds and they continued to follow God as a 
shepherd, you know, or they're, right. you know, uh, military leaders and they continue to follow God, you know, in the, in the political office, you know, or a carpenter continue to follow, follow God, you know, in the field that he was in. And so these are the heroes of our faith. So I would say first and foremost, to someone who doesn't feel like their job is cutting it for them, you know, your job is not your first and only calling. The primary calling is to follow God. And your job is the location where you get to work out that calling. You get to work Mm -hmm. out how can I follow God in this particular place and in this particular location, you know, and in, and in many, um, I just had, it's so funny. I just had a, um, a friend email me today. Um, he works for a big corporate, uh, furniture manufacturer and he kind of felt, and he used to be in ministry, right? He, he used to be a worship leader and, uh, it wasn't the paying the bills and he went to work for a a furniture manufacturer. And, um, he said, he sent me an email and he said, just tell me how I can follow God in, uh, you know, in the belly of the beast in Mm. corporate America. And, um, and my response was a little glib, which was like, can I get a deal on a sofa and love seat? Actually, can you help me? But in the moment, <laughs> in the moment, I actually I actually do need a new sofa and a new love seat because um, my sofa and love seat are disgusting. I have three young boys, a five year old and, and an eight year old and a 10 year old. And like it's it, you do not want to like open up that kit cushion. It's just falling to pieces. It's crumbling. Yeah. And what I need for my life is a new sofa and a new love seat. And when your sofa and love seat are crumpling and you need a new one, that's actually what you need to be safe and secure and comfortable in your home and providing a good environment for your children. Yeah. So he was asking me for a little advice and I was, I did send him a Bible verse and told him a little, a little bit of what I'm talking to you about now about calling that, that the place that you work is not necessarily a primary location you're calling. But what I wanted to communicate through that story is that every bit of work that someone does is so vital to mm-hmm. someone else. Absolutely. And you, and you don't know. You don't know who it is that you're going to be vital to today. But, you know, here I am at my job writing a little stuff about the Bible. And what's useful for me is is what he's doing, like providing a sofa experience. Yes. Which is what I need in, in my home. And um, so, you know, his, he absolutely, at least for me, fulfilled his, fulfilled his calling. Cause he's going to, you know, he helped me get like 150 bucks off on the stuff nice. that we're going to order. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, amen. Woohoo. It's the kingdom. Um, <laughs> but in terms of Christians who are struggling, you know, like my, you might be like my friend, uh, in a corporate environment or he's feeling like, is this really my calling? You know? And the answer is, um, you know, God absolutely uses one. He uses your work to serve other people. Amen. Um, you know, and all honest work is a service to other people. Two, He uses you to be of service to other people around you in the workplace. You don't know who is in the cubicle next to you and how you might minister to them just by showing up and being a kind human being and doing excellent work. You know, being yeah. Um, all the all the salt and light that God created you to be mm-hmm. in this environment with people that you might never encounter, you know, in your day to day life, especially if you're working for a church, you only get to see one kind of people, right. you know, whereas you're working for a furniture manufacturer, you get to see all, all different people. kinds of people. Right. Absolutely. And I love what you said about <clears throat> like every bit of work is so vital to someone else. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, I mean, the unfortunate reality, I think, in America is there is such a hierarchy of um, importance, right? We've 
the big wig CEO corporates are important and then the, you know, people working smaller, more inconsistent jobs are unimportant. And it's so it's very cliche and cheesy. But when you were telling that story, what came to mind is I am so thankful for the people at Starbucks that make really great peppermint Mm. mochas. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because how could you do your job without it? Exactly. And like it make it makes my I don't get Starbucks a ton just because, you know, budget life. But Mm -hmm. when I do treat myself to that, I really genuinely am thankful that this person works here and could make this for me. And I know that that sounds a little bit cheesy, but I think if we started extending that gratitude to people who could potentially feel like they're in otherwise inconsequential jobs. I feel like that would just make like everybody better and everybody happier that maybe like no jobs are more important than the other. We all just need to like be loving and decent humans to each other. And you know where it starts? It starts with extending that gratitude to ourselves. Amen. I think it, it's so hard, you know, especially I was a stay at home mom for seven years and that's the hardest job I ever did and most thankless job I ever did, yeah. you know, and there, and there are many days that I felt very envious of mm. women who would go into the workforce in their cute little outfits and come home and still be wearing the same cute little outfit, you know, that was free from debris yeah. and, yeah. stains and mess in there, you know, and, um, it's, you know, for me gaining my own sense of, self and voice in my own vocation means accepting that the work that I do in different parts of my life is valid. Mm-hmm. And the work that I do in the different spheres mm-hmm. of my life is valid because I can very easily think, oh, the work that I'm doing today, you know, talking to you on your podcast about vocation is so much more valuable than the, you know, I could get into that lie. Right. Yeah. And then I can, and then I could go home and my kids are asking me something and I'm looking on my phone, just let me finish, you know, writing this email, yeah. you know, and, and that's, um, that devalues this other beautiful side of me that God has asked me to cultivate Absolutely. and steward, you know, because h- how I serve God uh, which is my primary vocation, my primary calling, um, is lived out in all the different callings of my life. And one of them is in work in the workplace. One of them is to be a mother. You know, one of them is to be a wife. One is to be a daughter and a neighbor and a friend. There are so many uh, other spheres of my life where I have to show up fully. Yeah. And that begins begins by accepting for myself that that work is valuable. Do you struggle with studying the Bible? After participating in many women's ministry events, Michaela Van Dyke knew she had to provide the answer to the problem she was witnessing. Women were being taught they should study the Bible, but they weren't being taught how to study the Bible. So she created a resource to teach you just that, a journal and course that teach you how to study the Bible historically, culturally, and applicably. So if you're a pastor's wife, have an online platform, or you're just wanting to grow in your study of the Bible, visit ChasingSacred.com. That word valuable, like, resonates so much for me, especially really transitioning from full-time, full-time motherhood, Mm because we're just going to go ahead and, like, motherhood is a job to mm-hmm. full-time graphic design, full-time motherhood. So now it's like I have two full-time jobs, right? And I think a lot of, I think there are a lot of women that are in that space that 
you know, we say, I say on the podcast a lot, like balance is a myth, <laughs> like balance <laughs> doesn't exist, but trusting God with your circumstances and, and trusting him and his expression through you to carry and store those things well, isn't. And that's, I think that we've, for some reason, I don't know if it's like social media or what we've, we've believed that it's, it's not that that stewarding these things well is impossible so i'm just gonna like be really stressed out and 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 pulled in a million directions and i'm gleaning from the things Mm -hmm. that you're teaching me in this conversation is just that he has so much more for us than that Mm -hmm. if it's you have a full-time out of the home job or your full-time job is being a mother that your job, both in both cir- circumstances, your job is not your primary calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I like to say, let's stop talking about balance because it doesn't exist. Let's talk about boundaries. Instead of talking about yes. work-life balance, let's yes. talk about work-life boundaries. Yeah. You know, like where do you, where do you put the boundaries on one type of work and say, I'm switching that off now. I'm switching yeah. my phone off. I sw- I'm switching yeah. my work at off and turn, you know, and turn on family. Yeah. You know, and um, and boundaries are very challenging, especially I want to say especially in this day and age, but I think forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I mean, it was the ancient Israelites who were like, why can't we, you know, glean, work seven days a week? Why can't right. we pick up the food off around seven days a week instead of six? We'll get a whole lot more. So we've I don't always say been this way. Just right. it, we, yeah. Humans have always been human. Um, but today it feels more stressful because we have this constant pressure of the chatter around right. us, you know, right. and the social media. And and because we're so lucky that we can work unconventional hours, mm-hmm. there's also this stress of ev- someone is always working. Yeah. You know, maybe someone's always getting the better of me because at two in the morning, someone's working, you know, at 7 p.m. It's someone's when I'm trying to put my kids to bed. Someone else is emailing me. Yeah. So so there's that. There's that. Um constant pressure so we have to be so clear on our boundaries mm-hmm. you know and like set you know the psalm says the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places mm-hmm. what does that mean what are like what does it mean to have pleasant boundaries especially as a gal like me who never wants to have any boundaries right you know I want what I want when I <laughs> yeah. want I'm gonna jump over the wall and get that um so it's so important for me in my walk with God to think where are where are the boundaries? Am I setting up boundaries around my work so that I can enjoy my time at home? And that's so I can enjoy my time with God first and foremost, right? If I'm yes. not setting boundaries around my own devotional time, um, not to make that a stick that I can beat someone over the head with it. You're not doing devotionals. I don't mean to do that, but you know, no, I, yeah. I know that it's I have It's important to, though. I have to keep myself healthy first right. to show up for right. other people in my life. And I have to say like transitioning into full-time work I'm very surprised that it's actually, well, I'm not, I'm like half surprised, half not, that it's almost, it's easier to establish boundaries with a Mm -hmm. like traditional job because I get my work done and I leave it at work and I come home and I'm home and I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a homemaker. Whereas before as a stay at home mom and a work at home mom, I don't know that I had boundaries. It was double duty all the time. You're right. trying to do both and all the time. Right. I mean, I, and that was a, a huge part of why I went back to work was I was just I, I was just really tired of of freelancing. I was tired of being 
like <laughs> the marketing and the accounting and the HR and the design department. Like I just I didn't want to do all of that anymore. And now someone gives me a project and I do it and it's complete and then it's it's done and the next project comes along. And so it's a lot easier. It's so much easier. I've been at this job for a month when we're recording to set boundary lines. I don't work after mm -hmm. four. <laughs> like I was working till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night before. So I feel like this is a really good way to shift gears into talking about this concept in relation with people who don't work traditional nine to yeah. five jobs, but want to apply this. Like, how do we as because there is a, a pretty solid demographic that listens to the show that are stay at home moms. Mm -hmm. How do they or we set mm -hmm. boundaries and and chase the calling that God has given us? in that space. Yeah. You know, it's the most important work that anyone ever does. And it's the most, is the least visible, the least visible work is, um, being the people who, who provide for other people to live, mm -hmm. you know, for especially small, messy, inconsiderate people, which are, <laughs> which are how all of us <laughs> come yeah. out of the womb. And, um, you know, what I, what I needed someone to tell me, when I was a stay-at-home mom, you know, and and also I need people to tell me this today, is that the work is, one, the work is so valuable. Mm -hmm. But two, you can believe that and you can believe, you can switch to the other side, switch to the other side and say like, oh, it's so valuable, I never get a rest from it. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, and the truth is that you are so valuable if you're doing that work. And even Absolutely. from the work, even from the work that doesn't feel like traditional work, you need to take breaks. You could take a lunch break. You could take your 15 minute break. You know, you could do yeah. like, you need to set boundaries around that work too, because often the work of the home feels like it's never done because you live there. Like right. you live in your workplace. Right. And you wake up and there's the laundry and, and it can feel oppressive. Yeah. But if you believe the truth from God that your work is valuable and that you are valuable. You can also believe the truth that you have a, um, an absolute right to take breaks and right. to just like you would, um, you know, prepare yourself to go into the office and be seen by coworkers. You prepare yourself to be seen, um, to show up as a pleasant person with the people in your home. Which Absolutely. means take, taking time for yourself. If if your kids never sleep, getting a babysitter so you can take time for yourself, you know, and um and doing things that are not only the work of the home, so that uh, you can have that sense of sense of uh, you know inner accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I remember when I um I transitioned first from staying at home till five to uh, staying home full time to doing like a very small amount of work, something like 12 hours a week, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of freelance. And I remembered it was like my eyes opened. Mm -hmm. I said, Oh, this is what it feels like to accomplish something mm -hmm. like to, to edit a document and to email a document and to have a coworker say, thank you for doing that, for doing my job that they were also paying me for that blew my mind. <laughs> right? No one in my house ever said, thank you. Right. You know, for like cleaning the disgustingness off of the disgusting thing. Like no one ever said thank you for for the work that I did. That was much harder. And then here I was doing a little something with my brain and sending an email and someone said thank you. I mean, that uh, that just had me floored. So um, I just I think it's so important if you don't get that coworker adult interaction that you find some way yes. to do that. You know, or or to tell your spouse, like, look, you're just going to have to send me a thank you email. 
like every other day and tell me, thank you for your contribution to this household yes. and making this run smoothly because it, it means so much and it's so overlooked. Absolutely. And I think that that like, we're kind of joking, but I'm also kind of serious. Like mm-hmm. ask for affirmation that there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. That I, when I was kind of drowning in the freelancing motherhood, I can remember, like, I was starting to get bitter, right? Mm-hmm. I was starting to get bitter that I, I, that I that I didn't get a quarterly evaluation and that I wasn't going to get a pay raise and that nobody noticed that I literally folded eight loads of laundry today, <laughs> you know? And so I think rather than letting that bitterness take root, which I know is really easy, man, like, ask for... Ask for the affirmation, ask for the encouragement that you're doing good work, that your work matters, that you're seen and acknowledged. I really do think that makes a massive impact. I remember the best compliment my husband ever gave me. He didn't realize he was giving me a compliment, but there was this one. Um, he wor- He used to work as a teacher uh, back when I was staying home, and he came home. He was like home for a week for a school break or something. And there was this one afternoon that he went on. We I would like go on this afternoon walk with the two kids and the dog, and we would walk around the block. And my husband was like, "I'm coming. This is fun," you know. And he would like we get the stroller and we get out into the middle of the walking path, and he's like one of the kids is screaming and throwing uh-huh. the stuff out of the stroller, and the baby is screaming screaming and everyone is screaming and the dog's trying to go here and there and my husband's like oh my god this is a nightmare you do this every day yeah and that was like him saying that <laughs> I say that was the best compliment he didn't he ever gave me he didn't even compliment me but, but just acknowledging just this is acknowledging hard. that what I did every day was hard Oh my God. You know, I felt, I felt so, I felt so incredibly seen, you know, and, um, and there, there are characters in the Bible, you know, who, um, who also, I mean, so, so many places in the Psalms, the Psalmist, uh, pray gratitude of feeling seen Mm. by God, you know, um, it's I, like it's amazing. You know, Ishmael's mother calls God the God who sees me, you know, is her name for God, you know, who, who sees her in her work. So I think uh, our primary relationship that we have, you know, especially as women um, who do some unseen work <laughs> um, with God is is knowing God is the God who sees us mm. and who, who sees us first you know psalm 139 says you've searched me and you know me mm. you know when i'm lying down you know when i'm going out you know when i'm folding those seven loads of laundry you know yes. when the baby's crying and i'm holding the dog and trying to make him not go in the wrong road you see me and you know me and that's uh how i know you're good and you're for me god oh so good and so important and such a good reminder that's yeah I think we as women, whether you're in the workplace or not, need that mm-hmm. reminder. So let me ask you a, you a question. Have you felt more validated now that you're going to work in a more traditional environment? Do you, does it feel different? Even someone like you who has so much of this, you know, scripture ingrained, does it still feel different in oh, terms of validation? It, I, feel like a total, I feel like a different person uh, and I mm-hmm. feel so much more like myself. But yes, absolutely. I mean, having my coworker yesterday, he's my perfect match because he is snarky and sarcastic and funny (laughs) and we just get along really well 
And he texted me yesterday and was like, I'm just going to need you to slow down your productivity mm. and the quality <laughs> of design because it's too much, you know? And so, yes, I absolutely feel, I feel validated, but I wouldn't say in an identity sense. I am very rooted in who I am and whose I am and mm. that none of this stuff identifies me. It doesn't make me who I am, what I have to offer, whether that was in a mom role or in a work role. But I mean, yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel, and that's why we knew that this was the next right step for us was because I needed adult interaction. I needed that feedback that, you know, this is, thank you so much for doing this. This is so helpful. This is a game changer. Like, yeah, I mean, that's been huge. I'm so, I'm so glad that you have it. And I so, I wish that were available to every person, no matter what job they did. You know, I wish... I I wish every time every person went into Starbucks, they'd be like, thank you mm. for making this gangbusters cup of coffee, yes. you know, and um, <laughs> and I, I believe we can, you know, it starts with us, right? We can, right. We can, we start can by be the ones around extending else. that. Absolutely. Um, well, this was a super incredible conversation. I have pages of notes, mostly for <laughs> myself. Um, we're going to we close out by doing some rapid fire questions. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, no pressure. Do you know your enneagram type? I don't know my enneagram type. Okay. I don't. I'm a bad Christian. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not even. That's totally okay. Um, what is something that can always pull you out of a funk? Oh, what is some? You know, my five year old can always pull me out of a funk because Aww. he is. He is crazy yeah. and um, he makes fun of everything. Everything I take seriously, he makes fun of. And that is uh, exactly what I need. Uh, you know, I was <laughs> the other day I was doing um, something that I just told you you shouldn't do. I was crossing work life boundaries and I was like editing <laughs> a little video for my podcast in my living room, you know, while my kid was sitting yeah. next to me. So I was I was like, edit, editing this little commercial like together with you and God, we are making it work, you know, which is the name of my podcast. And my five year old says, shoot a video of me. And I turn the camera on camera on him and goes, blah, 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 making it work, blah, 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 making it work. <laughs> Like, okay. That's amazing. I get where you're coming from, buddy. That's yeah. how you see the work that I'm doing. So anyway, oh that wasn't gosh. a quick answer to your rapid No, fire I question. love it. That's so he funny. Can, you know, other people can pull me out of my own funk by showing me my own ridiculousness. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What is the last thing you watched on TV? What is it? The Good Place. The last series I, I watched on TV. The Good Place. It's really funny. And, you know, I thought I would go in and like, I'm going to get some theological information and I'm going to have a discussion about heaven and what it's really like and, you know, point out how the show is wrong. And I just I just laughed and laughed. It's just a very fun program. Sometimes you just got to enjoy it, you know. Absolutely. Well, Leah, thank you so much for taking the time to share your heart and your wisdom. Um, Tell people where they can find and follow you. Sure. I would love it if folks tuned in to the podcast that I hope that I host called the Making It Work Podcast. And you can find that at makingitworkpodcast.org or wherever you search your podcasts. You can search for Making It Work God and go for the M in the circle and you'll find me there. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is a great conversation. Thank you for having me. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. 
And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Times have changed at Country Meadows, but we're still providing services, care, and protection for each of our residents. We're finding new ways to help them stay connected and enjoy life. Our residents can safely socialize with friends, share family visits, and stay active. Sure, things are different and will continue to evolve, but we're making life the best it can be. We promise. And if the time is right for you, click the banner below to request information. Country Meadows. Welcome, life.